I'm just going to say it here on air. Uh, I'm going to learn how to jump up and down and clap my ass cheeks. Wow. Wow. I'm so excited for you. Do you have, have you practiced yet? Um, a little bit. Okay. How you feeling about it? You got it? Uh, No, no, not close. Did you know that one of of his cheeks is bigger than the other? Hey, I told you that in confidence or someone told you that in confidence. (laughs) Well, you should have told that in confidence. Welcome back, podcast listeners, for episode number 40 of Not To Be Technical. It's your boy, non-alcoholic... Whoa. Non-alcoholic Noth. Could have fooled me. And uh, Cheek Charles. I'll take it. That that's uh, again. We're trending upward. It used to be very negative with the nicknames here. I like um, to make it like a roller coaster of emotions for you. A story of my life. But but thank you, Nof. I'll, I'll try to be as cheek as possible. I, I feel like I just said cheek. Yeah, you said cheek. All right. Well, l- let's just move on quickly from these terrible nicknames. We got one for Gary today. Um, Gary is uh, unsurprisingly not on air today what? with us. However, we do have anonymous listener number three, That's also right. known as Harold, back in the mix. Excited to be back. Hell yeah. So, Nof, so one of the things Nofis likes to do, and this is for our listeners, but Harold, do you think it's a worthy thing for us to recount exactly the show format for everyone, how it works, or, or do you think that's something that's a little redundant at this point? Recount it. I'm sure your listeners are going up every episode. They are. And let me tell you, some of the listeners forget things pretty quickly. We have some forgetful ones. You know, not all of them listen to all the episodes. They, you know, they don't know what's going on when they come back. They get confused. Uh, So, Harold, uh, thank you for egging this on. For our new returning listeners, the forgetful ones, show format, pretty straightforward. Jump into an introduction. We jump into then follow ups either on polls on social media, talking about previous trending tech that might have general updates. And then we dive right into trending tech and other news. That's how it flows, baby. As easy as that. It's very uncomplicated. It's it's not complicated at all. In the most uncomplicated piece, well, actually, you are very complicated as a person. And that's why I always need to ask you how the hell you are. Wow, that was smooth. (laughs) I honestly was not expecting that coming. I'm doing good. Very good. Uh, And... I think um, there's a couple of new toys that I've purchased, um, just like technology stuff. Uh, but From the one, AdamandEve.com? Uh, not it, this time. Oh, okay. Uh, though I, I think used, that's an online sex no, store. Yeah, that's it, a, it is. It, I used to get ads for that all the time on Instagram, especially during COVID. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> why do they target you? Like that in workout stuff, which is weird. I don't do either of these things, um, <laughs> especially during 2020. But um, besides the point, um, the new toy that I've purchased is an Oculus. Um, uh, I, I guess I'll tell everyone between the two of us, we have an Oculi. I don't know how you say it, plural. Um, Sounds right. The Oculi. Yeah. So, you know, this all kind of stemmed from us going to this VR, um, I guess, like studio little place. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is in Hollywood and Florida. Yeah. Hollywood, Florida, not California. Um, and we were just walking by this place. I honestly thought it was super um, overrated. I just thought it was going to be lame. Uh, and from the exterior, it didn't look like something I was like, oh, yeah, I'm dying to go in here. Um, 
but my sister had gone there recently, uh, gave it a pretty decent review. We had someone coming in town. So we said, you know, why not? Let's like, let's go to this one place and then check out the VR studio. And all of us went and we had a blast. Um, this wasn't the first time I used VR. And I, I think Charlie wasn't your first time either, right? No, not at all. But for the VR studio, so it's really different than having like one of the headsets at home. Uh, you go in there and they have a bunch of different stations. You're really using some of them using the headsets you can get at home, but really having like powerful gaming computers like in the yeah. background that can power all these things. And, and a lot of like gear that you just uh, that wouldn't be feasible yeah. at home, like a full infrastructure where you're like in almost a cage type yeah. thing that's just like. For, uh, for most people, it's not normal. Yeah. So for example, there was one where up to six people can play and you can do laser tag and you can do like a, a kind of defending an area against zombies, but you're literally walking around this huge area, all wearing VR headsets and interacting with each other. So you're really using your feet in a bigger radius than you normally would be. You can like, you know, you have to like avoid each other. It's very realistic. It, it was a, a hell of a time. We ran into each other. We a ran lot. into each other quite a bit, but uh, that's what sparked that us was- to get the quest, uh, to VR headsets. So we are very happy about that. And you have experience with that too, right? Anonymous listener number three. I do. I'm curious. Did they tether you guys to the ceiling? Oh, I wish that would have been really futuristic. Uh, no, um, they were wireless, right? Yeah. So in, for that game setup, it was wireless, but they had multiple ones. There's like yeah. uh, a couple of them where you might be even sitting in almost like a roller coaster seat. Yeah. There's one that we set up that we oh, that wow. was tethered to, but yeah. uh, those died and we didn't play much. There was one where you lay on your stomach. I mean, it was it, yeah. it was a good... It's called VR Player One in Hollywood, Florida. If anyone wants to check it out, our boy Richard there hooked us up. The manager, super nice guy. Super nice. Seriously. Yeah, so the next day, I think we got them for home. Yeah, we literally immediately yeah. bought them like the next day. So is there anything that you've done so far that's like been fascinating to you or like what, what's like your favorite app or game on there so far? I think the probably most memorable experience as of late is, you know, just uh, sitting back and uh, loading up some uh, pay-per-view. If you know what I'm saying. Like like what, what, what were you loading up there? You, you know, some uh, pay-per-view uh, adult entertainment. I see. It was was it realistic? Surprisingly, it was very realistic. I was honestly uh, aghast at how realistic it was. <laughs> I and especially it was weird because if so, if you've never used a VR headset, you know, it's, for anyone who does it for the first time, it feels like a new world. So, like when you put this thing on, you can look left, right. It, you can see like three sixty view. And for me, I guess the most like strange part about it is for whichever one I chose, you know, maybe I could have chosen an ethnicity that's closer to myself. But, um, you know, I look down and immediately I see my torso uh, and I have a large white penis. And I'm like, oh, this is what it would be like if I had a white penis. Um, uh, and it was news to me. It, it, it was a different feeling. <laughs> that is some shocking news, I'd imagine. <laughs> so you're, you look down and, and that's what you saw and that, that's what you were working with. Yes. I was I was working it is all I'm saying. Well, sounds like there are some diversity, equity, and inclusion issues with your VR pay per view. <laughs> that, that is such an intelligent answer for uh, what just happened here. Y- yes, uh, and we can uh, sign a petition for this. <laughs> I'm sure that there's content that'll align better with your desired penis. All I'm saying is I might make that content myself. At this point representation matters. It really does. Uh, and you know what else matters is our listeners uh, that all entered the public's gift card giveaway because I do want to make sure we rail right out of that conversation. Oh, um, yes, Publix. 
Right. We're going to have a lucky winner today. That's right. So if anyone isn't aware, on our last episode, we talked about this. Uh, somebody commented on a previous episode, Instagram post. They claimed that they were commenting for the public's gift card giveaway. That was fake. It was made up. But now it's real. We made a real one. We posted instructions how to do it. And we're going to go right now live on the air. I'm going to record it as well. So we'll post this on Instagram and we will share who has won a $50 Publix gift card. Yeah, let's see. Do, do, do. Pull it up this very sophisticated tool. You'll all see this uh, when it's posted. It's namepicker.net uh, for anyone that wants to learn about this emerging technology. <laughs> Got all the names. Everyone's oh, name yeah. here. All right. Pick a random name. Wow. It I'm happened excited. instantly. Uh, the winner of this is the Instagram user DVARS. D-V-A-R-S. I happen to know. Yes, let's give it up for, for DVARS. Uh, DVARS uh, happens to be David Vargas. Uh, so congratulations, David. Uh, we're very pleased uh, to award this to you. And to everyone else that lost, thank you for participating. Sucks to suck, you know. Honestly, we had yeah. one person who did about three entries and we put him in there every time because he really did follow all the rules for the sweepstakes. Yeah, a lot of y'all didn't follow the rules. You know, it wasn't that hard. You, you comment on the post, you share a story, you tag I, us. I was quite forgiving at who I submitted in there. But thank you, everyone. Now you can't say that we are liars. I mean, there's been some very nasty comments about the public gift card giveaway. Uh, some people called us uh, things that I just don't want to even repeat on the air. You know, I mean... Uh, Yes. Yeah, you you saw him, but I actually did see it. It was late last night. Yeah, we were called hoes. I don't know what happened. It was weird. Uh, Some other follow ups we have here for some previous episode. Yeah. So in a previous episode, uh, we discussed uh, Spotify blends and uh, we discussed it very in depth. So um, the follow up here is Spotify is now expanding its blends feature to actually add more users into a single blend. Before it was just uh, two single users and it would match your taste together to create a playlist that uh, has songs that are suggested for the two of you. Uh, and it'll also give you some sort of percentage of uh, how similar your tastes are, whether it could be like 40% or like, you know, up to 80 to 90%. So now you can add up to 10 people uh, and not just 10 people. You can even add in um, specific artists. So Spotify is partnered with some of their artists that are on the platform. Um, some general examples would be Megan the Stallion, um, BTS. Uh, I don't even know so what some of these are, so I'm not going to name all of them. Charlie XCX. Yeah, I was like, I'm not sure. She makes some banners. She just had a new album. I do like. She has it. a great name. And she does have a good name. Yeah, you know, I don't know that many women named Charlie. Doesn't she do Off with Your Head? Is that her? Yeah, Off with Your Head. Mm, yeah, I've never heard of that song. What? You've never heard that? You've heard that wow. song. <laughs> You've heard it. Harold Doris. Maybe pop I'm culture. wrong. I, I got to find out now if that's yeah. But anyways, yeah, it's a good new feature. Oh, heads will roll. Oh, heads will roll. Is that the song you're singing? It is. Yeah. Uh, that is not by her. It's yeah. the, that's the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I should have known <laughs> that. God. Maybe she had a remix. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, a good song. Solid, solid Maybe song. Maybe I'll blend with her and it'll show up, you know? It'll be interesting to see who the real music influencers will be. Oh, that's right. Who with will the blend. emerge with great taste. Yes. Because uh, in the blends feature, it'll show you who influenced each song that's suggested there. Which is a really good feature from them. Yeah, and they, and it's really smooth to see it. It's just a, a small icon with each person's uh, yeah. profile photo, so it's, it's super easy to be indicated on. 
Yeah, that's a feature I'm glad that they're fleshing out further. It'd be cool. Like, like you just groups of friends, so up to 10 people. You could see your collective music taste recommendations, throw it on at a party, a little Getty, whatever it may be. So I wonder if a user wants to hide some of their musical interests from the algorithm involved with their more social blending. Is that a possibility? Would you guys want that? I I think it would be a good feature, but it would also it would take away some of the authentic like taste like recommendations, right? If somebody's listening to something a lot and that influences it, and then you're just like, you know what? I don't want people to know that I really love uh, Mariah Carey, you know, and Shakira. Then it's like, okay, then you, you're left with generic stuff. Fine. I mean, I guess I, I think for users, they should always have the power to control their data in a lot of ways. But in this way, I think it's yeah. a little bit overboard. It's like to just don't yeah. blend with people. Like uh, yeah. why even have a social profile on there? You know, you don't have to share stuff on there. I would like it if you could maybe just remove a song from a blend potential. Like if you're listening to a blend and you really like this one with the person, then yeah, you're like, Oh, that's, that's from Charlie. And I don't like this song that much. And I would remove it, but I don't think that many people care that much. Or maybe like, you know how some ads you could say, is this ad relevant to you? Or like, did you like, is is this something like that? Yeah. Like something like that. Like, you know, don't recommend this in the future. Like not, not a big fan of this or this sucks. Oh yeah. Yeah, like if you skip it like every time and it's (laughs) like, hey, uh I mean their algorithm knows if you skip songs a lot, like you just don't like them as much, you know. But yeah, you probably don't even notice. Yeah. But we do have one other follow-up here before we get into our trending tech. So before we had anonymous listener number one on uh maybe like four episodes ago or so, and he we started a new segment called Anonymous Listener Number One's Pet Peeves and Hot Takes. He always has them. He dishes them out. Uh, I I would say the master chef behind these hot takes. And we said this would be a new recurring segment. That didn't mean every episode. You know, some episodes here, we've had people reaching out to us. You know, I thought this was a new segment. Uh, Why haven't we heard it? Uh, You know, they're cooking. You know, the chef's got to create the masterpiece. But we have some of it right now. We're going to play it for you all. Uh, then we'll talk about it. Let's see what he served up for us. Wagwan, not to be technical. What's up to all my loyal fans, my loving fans? Is is Gary on this episode today? <laughs> Who knows? Probably not. He's right. Probably watching a Heat game. He watches every Heat game. We've been texting every <laughs> Heat game about how much they suck. Blah, blah, blah. He watched every Oscars movie. He was telling me about who was going to win what category. And he just he has time for everything. That's an hour-long walk with his dog. Alfie. But not time for his podcast and his pals. Anyways. Hot take one. I am uh, I'm here for some hot takes. And some pet peeves, really just hot takes. But um, my my first one would probably be dog related here on this first one. I think we'll go with this. Um, I any little white dog, I don't like it. <laughs> any little variation of a white dog, there's Maltese's and little poodles and this thing and that thing, and they just they all suck. I'm sorry. Someone will be mad. They're just, and they get oh, like definitely. the 
weird brown goop around there. Oh, yeah, eyes. that's gross. Ugh. It's just little, and they just bark, and they just... Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Charlie was really interested in me talking more about Burger King. Um, <laughs> that's so not the my, right way to put it. <laughs> my thing with Burger King, I had this take on my last voice note, was that... Um, McDonald's is so much better than Burger It's like not even, they're not even competitors. Burger King is bottom tier fast food. But agreed. It, when I drive by Burger King, it smells, it smells like a, like, you know, you're driving by an 18 wheeler and you can just get that exhaust and it just stinks. I've never had like that happen. I don't think. That's what it smells like maybe Burger a large King person like. working out. By Burger King, you'll smell <laughs> that same exact. <laughs> fumey disgusting smell Ugh. and um you know what my last hot take is for my my fellow little fatties um and also it's it's kind of related to the podcast because they're giving away a public gift card oh we just did um on their instagram so why don't you go look at the not to be technical instagram a, a little but late don't do it public's American cheese singles are better than crafts cheese singles. I've been eating so many <laughs> cheese singles on different things lately. I'm I'm for sure dying at 44 years old. Maybe earlier, but definitely by 44 just cuz I will not stop eating American singles. But crap. <laughs> their singles taste like chemical. Which, I don't know, it's weird. Publix has good good stuff. Not that I, I won't I won't go there. Um, <laughs> Where would he go? <laughs> but yeah, those are my my hot takes. I'm sorry King? to give a little. I have a really scalding hot dog take, but I don't. The podcast isn't ready for it. So I was giving the white dog, the little white dog. I'm sorry, your little white dog sucks. Wait, so he has he has more hot takes. He's holding them in for when the podcast is ready. So he's saying he has another. He didn't. Did he say hot dog take or like he has a hot take about dogs that he's not ready to reveal? The latter, I presume. Okay, he's not talking about glizzies. No, it sounds okay. like especially when he also kind of like mentioned the white dogs yeah. again. He was like, you know, context was, matters. Uh, right. I agree with okay. the white dogs and the stuff around their eyes. I'm sorry if you have a white dog, but the stuff around their eyes yeah. just be looking bad as they just getting older. Um, I, I, for me, I, I agree. You know, no one likes gook around the eyes and white dogs, any dog, but like, it's very apparent on a dog. Uh, it's on humans too. You know, I gook's not great. You know, I, I mean, to be fair, but it does show more on white dogs, but what else always happens with white dogs is they're always small. They're always annoying. They're always never well-trained. Uh, they yap, they yap. It's not even like a, a nice, like, like, Oh, that's a dog barking with purpose. It's just, it's barking and it's, it's who knows why they don't even know why these dumb little white dogs. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I am very, I very much agree with anonymous listener. Number one, that I'm not a huge fan of little dogs in general. Like I just, it's not my type of breed more medium size and up, but yeah, for, I can't think of a, a little white dog breed that in general I like. I, I'll stand by it. I'll put my name behind that. Um, my passion is more towards um, the hot take about Burger King. Um, <laughs> I have uh, discussed the smell of Whoppers in prior episodes. You're unaware. You should revisit them. Um, and uh, I also agree there's not on the same tier as McDonald's. 
Not to say McDonald's is anything fancy, but when you're that far below McDonald's, it's kind of tough. I, I'm dangerously into dogs. So, like, <laughs> I can't dislike any breed of dog. But is there any validity? So I'm here for the white dogs. But any what? validity to maybe white dogs might be just a little bit more annoying or maybe... Maybe you, you love white dogs. So you, well, we established that you're a big dog lover, white dogs included, but, but maybe you like medium sized dogs. They're just a little bit more, maybe larger ones or. You, you know, I really love all the dogs. Can't say one bad thing about white dogs, but I will say that while I love them still very much, really large dogs that drool a lot Ooh. are probably my least favorite kind of dog. That- Even though. I still love them like crazy. Would you let them drool on your face if you had one? I have let that happen. I didn't <laughs> love it. Nice. I tolerated it. Yeah. And, and when it comes to BK versus McDonald's, any thoughts? I mean, I feel like that's a pretty tame take, honestly, that BK is just kind of not that good. Do not eat fast food. And I barely have. But the like the handful of times I ever have have been with you. Office, yeah, yeah. No, office. You know what? Actually, I can't put any of the blame on you. All, all blame on Charlie. Yeah, I I definitely, especially in my earlier years of life, I think initiated a lot of unhealthy eating. Very much so, and and still now, but even in these late years too. In these late years, in these golden years, they're all. Uh, they're all blended together. They, like now it's just Uber Eats. Now I just don't. I don't even spend the energy to get in my car. Or, you know. Do you guys Uber Eats, McDonald's, and Burger King? Oh no, um, no. But this is great. So nearby, they just opened up a new improv club, the Dania Beach Improv. They just opened. It was like a year love ago. It. Whatever. Great comedian stopping by. It's Friday night. I'm like, you know what? Let's go check this out. Some comedian never heard of. He was great. Uh, every the whole show was great. You know, afterwards, it's a little late. The show started at 10. You know, I get home a little bit past midnight, whatever. I'm hungry, but not hungry enough to get some food. You know, I also try not to eat too late. You know, you want to go to sleep and, you know, do some intermittent fasting type thing. I, I try to do that. I don't yes. do that. Yeah. And I get home and, you know, the ring doorbell goes off. Uh, and I'm like, who would be ringing my doorbell right now? This is nuts. I see, you know, the person leaves on the camera. I open up the door. It's a bag of McDonald's. Uh, and this was just this past weekend. So I'm, I'm like, what is this? Novice is not home. You know, Novice and I live together. So Novice is not home. I'm out here at the club. But I knew that he was staying at his mom's house. And I knew that it's, it was a very likely story that Novice had just not changed the Uber Eats delivery address from his home address to his mom's address. And that after midnight, he does ah. order fast food often on delivery apps. Ooh. So I was a like, very likely case. So I called him immediately. I'm like, dude, you just ordered McDonald's to the house. And like, like, what are you doing? Like, I'm like, come on, my man. Like, and he's like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Like, it really wasn't him. And so I started laughing so hard because I was like driving somewhere at yeah. that point. I was like, I did not order McDonald's. I was like, dude, bring that inside and maybe turn the lights off. And so, so this is what I did. I waited a while. You know, I brought the food inside. But I left it by the front door. I was like, maybe someone will knock. Maybe they'll come back. You know, and my plan was to do that for 20 minutes. Um, I was prompted to not do that and immediately take the, take the bag of food, start eating it, and uh, turn off all the lights in my home. I did prompt that. Uh, yes. So that, that is what happened. And that's what I did. No one ever came for the food. 
I wouldn't have, you know, I, was I, there a receipt attached? You know what? There was not a receipt that had a name on it or anything like that or a delivery. It was just like the McDonald's seal, like this bag is sealed, like for it's delivery. It's like kind of bold. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, they, know they yeah, do yeah that. A lot of I was going to say that's that. kind of bold to just like eat it. I'm a bold guy, you know. I'm kind of, yeah, I, I take risks. There's a lot of McDonald's and I ate it too. Yeah, when there, I came there home was eventually. a big order of McDonald's. So two days later, Novice ate some of it. So. So yeah, that's, oh my God. if it was Burger King though, I, I probably still would have ate it, but I wouldn't have been as pleased to anonymous listener number one's point for sure. Actually, I don't know. I, I you know, Burger King, like I do like the impossible burger. I like that they have the meatless one. I, I still have to but try I, I don't that. go. I, I also don't go to fast food that much these days. I really don't. I really do it on like my, um, like very drunk nights home where I know I'm already in the Uber and I'm. I don't eat. I will not be doing well the next day. And so, you know, you do the classic order your Uber Eats while you're Ubering home. So that way, by the time you get home and kind of get undressed, your food has arrived and it is uh, party time. The, the app tries to make you do that too now. It's like, hey, like you'll be home in 20 minutes. Like, don't you want Uber Eats there where like you'll get there? <laughs> I'm like, no. yes, oh, that's absolutely. smart. It's, it's smart that's really marketing, smart. honestly. It, they bring yeah. it up. They show you, hey, this will get there 15 minutes. You're like, all right, I guess I guess I should, you know. <laughs> No, I've actually never actually done it, I, but I, I would. That's a lie. I know you've done I, it. I haven't done that. No, I haven't done that yet. That was a, a great uh, little first recurrence of our segment of anonymous listener number one's pet peeves and hot takes. Keep them coming, baby. Uh, I, I want to hear his, his next one because he's already spicier. I think yeah, we're ready for the spice. So He doesn't like white dogs. He also doesn't like, he said this on the first time that he did his hot takes that German shepherds are racist dogs. So he's already given some spicy takes on dogs already. So whatever this next one is going to be good. I think if Gary was here, he'd say something like, let's get into some trend in tech. You would not sound that sensual. It's getting pretty good. <laughs> it's. <laughs> That's nothing like what Howie would say. I think it is. I think it's spot on. All right. Well, hell yeah. I guess I guess it's spot on then. I'll I'll leave it here. But uh, one of the so this is also something we've talked about a long time ago. But everything is really moving more to a subscription based model, and and that goes to gaming as well. Uh, a lot of things are cloud based, which means you don't even save stuff on your consoles or on your computer. You're streaming it and you're playing the games, and it saves that way. And so. Everyone is kind of competing in terms of consoles and gaming ways to offer that. Uh, PS5s, Xboxes are, are surely at the forefront of this with console gaming. So Xbox, we've talked about before how they have Xbox, uh, the Games Pass, and you pay anywhere from $9. So I think about, you know, maybe in the high teens, $19 a month or so for the ultimate version. You get a huge library of games. This is why they're buying up big brands uh, that make games to make them exclusive and then start showing them. Much like Netflix, you look at like a movie offering, right? So PlayStation has been lagging immensely uh, versus Microsoft and Xbox here. But this is all changed today. They've announced that in June that they are launching the PlayStation Plus expansion, which will have three new tiers, PlayStation Plus Essential, Extra, or Premium. And what you're going to get here is it's very similar to Xbox Games Pass. It's going to have a library of up to 700 plus games at launch, uh, at least when it launches for the highest tier one. And it'll include games from PS3 era, you know, PS4, obviously, PS2, PlayStation, and PSP even. I don't know if anyone remembers the PlayStation Portable. That thing was, uh, it was cool, uh, but it was definitely 
I think a little bit, almost before it's time in a way where no one cared I, I, about it. I like the way you said before it's time. It yeah. honestly, like I think on, it was really well built. It's kind of yeah. like a, a switch and a game boy put together, yeah. um, which are, were both very popular things, but I don't know. I guess everyone kind of gravitated, gravitated <laughs> every time. Fuck. You always Gra- say gravitated. Yeah, I just put those two Weird. words together, but gravitated towards um, Nintendo's offerings. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, it, it's it really was just like a great piece of tech. Even the PS Vita, the next iteration of it, was exactly what a Switch was. Touchscreen, great joysticks, just a I little like too was, early. And that was like lost generation. Yeah. I feel like no one had that thing. Yeah, so interesting that this is how they'll come back. It's the only way to really utilize those games at this point. But the essential version, nothing is going to change there. So if you have PS Plus right now, which is really what it just costs to play online games on a PlayStation, either, whether it's the PS4 or the PS5, that's still going to be $9.99 per month like as a base. Uh, you'll get cloud storage for all your saved games, your online multiplayer still, and you'll still get the free games every month. Usually there's two games, like a PS5 and a PS4 one that you can download and save and use forever. So from what I understood before, um, I've had the the PlayStation sort of online pass just to really play games online. Yeah. Um, and they'd give two free games. And with either of these um, different offerings, do they allow you to choose which game you want to save or keep? Or uh, is that not is that not the case? No. So these are almost like every month. They're like, hey, these are the two free games this month and you can download it. And if you save it to your library or download it during that month, you can play it forever. Cool. Okay. So yeah. it's pretty, that part that's, is still the same. That's the same as today. And that's why it's called the essential. It's actually appropriate name. That's essential to what you need to play online. And also it's the same thing right now. Yeah. It's except they just do a little bit more for yeah. you, which is nice. Essentially the same thing as now, but then you have the PlayStation <laughs> plus extra. And this is really where it's like the Xbox game pass and, and how they tier it. So this one has in Sony, this is their own words. They said it's the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games for download. And the reason why that's important is not all games will be able to be downloaded. Some of them will be streamed off of the cloud, which is a little divisive in terms of a topic on like if that's acceptable or something that is wanted right now. Because Cloud streaming, not everyone has the best internet connection. You have connection. to have internet the whole time, yeah. You have to have the best, you have to have internet. There may be frame rate issues, almost like one of video buffers. Same will happen with a game, if not more so. So they're saying that the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games will be downloadable in this tier, which is $14.99 a month. Uh, but if you want any, you can also, if, if you want to be able to stream the games from your PlayStation to your PC or play PS3 or below previous generation games, it won't work in this tier. So it's almost just, it's giving you a taste of it. It's going to have the best games that Sony has to offer. Uh, but it's just a little extra. It's not premium. Premium is the last one here. Uh, and that one rolls the two lower ones together. And it also adds in cloud streaming of PS3 games, uh, all of the previous generations to PS1, 2, and the PSP, probably the Vita 2. And that's $17.99 per month. So this is really the one that has all the retro games included too. And uh, to be noted, um, with each of these pricing tiers, um, there's again, the monthly charges Charlie mentioned, but if you pay upfront annually, it reduces the costs by 50%. 50% that much? Yeah. Uh, well, that makes sense, I guess, too. Because I know like also on Black Friday, they sell like, you know, cheaper ones there. But yeah, this is definitely the way that everything is moving when it comes to streaming services, having a library available for one cost. So it's, 
it was, I wouldn't say they relatively turned this around quickly. I think they should have done this quicker, especially as Xbox games pass got huge, but it's, it's definitely not terrible timing either. Right. Like they did it before the holiday season here. They have supply chain issues. They're still like the console that's like ahead, so to speak. Yeah. It's the last thing you said there for me is I feel like it's for most people, not even debated that PlayStation has the better technology these days. So um, Xbox game Pass is they just Xbox needed that just to even be relevant in any way Uh, with PlayStation. Now they already had their relevance. It's just now making people want to stay with PlayStation more smart move by Sony. You're a big fan of this move. Is what you're telling me. I'm a big fan. You're a big, you're a big <laughs> Sony person. I see. <laughs> so at you know towards the tail end of most of our episodes, uh, we make a, a mention towards following one of our social media handles uh, at not to be technical on TikTok, uh, which we hope to have content soon. But TikTok's recently released a new feature that makes making videos a lot easier. Um, they've integrated with Jiffy. Uh, it's a, a, a popular app that creates clips from uh, different popular shows, videos, um, GIFs. So ultimately, the idea is to give more tools to creators to make trending and creative content. Um, maybe we'll make use of this soon to put some good content out there. That's right. We really do hope to have TikToks out there saying it. It will be helpful to have. Uh, direct integration of GIFs and clips. So, you know, even more reason to have the content available and ready up there. You know, I think, uh, I think it's great. It's a good, good partnership <laughs> there. And, you know, we'll be utilizing it soon. We promise we, we are working on it despite what they say. Yeah. Despite what Harold says. Yeah. Harold, Harold, you're saying a lot of things, but we're, we're coming. After those graphics on Instagram. I mean, I can't wait to see the TikTok content. What do you mean those graphics on Instagram? What what does that mean? Oh, you know, the not to be technical Instagram. You're talking about those episodes? For each episodes that you guys are putting up there. I mean, the creativity is next level. So got to get those TikToks. Do you think that's helping us or hurting us? It's helping. Really? I think it's hurting us. I think it's hurting us. I thought it was good, like the first five, (laughs) and now he's uh, looking to bed. I think they're great. He's looking to real bed. What are you going to do about it then, Noff? We're going to hire some guys on Fiverr. Help. That that went well well for us when we first did that. We'll have to talk about that in the next episode. (laughs) Next episode. (laughs) Next episode, we'll talk about that. Our Fiverr experience. Our, our, our last trended tech topic here, and this one's very interesting to me uh, because I feel like this is really why Uber even was started or founded. But Uber this spring, so it, I mean, it's essentially spring now. You got cherry blossom season here. So it's springtime, baby. You would know. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned about this recently. Very recently. But Uber this spring is onboarding over 4,000 taxis to their platform. So real NYC cabs. And they will be the same fares as if you were to Uber X right now uh, in New York. So this may sound like, oh, that makes sense. Like, why wouldn't they do that? Well, there's years and years of dispute between taxi drivers, taxi companies, governments, and Ubers. Uh, if everyone used to always complain, I, I mean, I don't know, like more millennials may remember this and, and older about taxi prices. Before Uber, so taxi prices were insane in any major city, particularly New York. 
And so when Uber really came here, the reason why it got so popular is Uber was so cheap. And then the, the people that were driving for Uber were making money and there wasn't much of a middleman. And that's how it blew up. I mean, that was over 10 years ago now, I, I believe. Yeah. And I'm sure with like yeah. taxis, um, you have to like one, like get the car and some sort of accreditation. There's a process behind it. And oh, yeah. I think it's quite pricey. So the low barrier entry to become a driver for Uber was also very appealing and attractive to get it started in a lot of places. Yeah. So this, it, it, exactly that. So th there's a crazy process for it. I also learned that there's an insane process to just be a hot dog vendor in New York. You have to oh, pay wow. an insane amount yearly for the licensing or the space that you pick. Just be, and that's how profitable they must be like to, to pay like for the space. Like it's very I, interesting. I'm more of a Euro guy in, in New York. I, I think I like Euros more in general also. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of good street food out there. Yeah. I could get down with a good, Pretzel, the hot pretzel. So for anyone that doesn't know, um, I am part Hispanic. You know, a lot of people don't believe that I am. I am 50% Puerto Rican. And I was told, I forgot when, uh, it was last year. Uh, I ordered a, a nice, I was at some bar in Fort Lauderdale. You know, popular bar food is like a nice, warm, like the big pretzels, right? You know, you, you have some dipping options for it. You know, pretzel bites, the one. Exactly. And delicious. Right, right. Um, so I ordered that and I got so much shit. Who would order that? That's like the whitest thing you could order. Like, you know, like it's just like, and I was getting so much shit for it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It is kind of pretty white bar yeah. food. But, yeah, but you're at a bar in yeah. Fort Lauderdale. It's not like I was at. Guilty you know, as charged. Yeah. You know, like, tacos, tacos, like getting a pretzel. <laughs> you know, it's like, what do you expect? <laughs> So I, I, I don't know. I, I always resonates with me. She's like, why would you ever order? But this is the same person too that also told me that they were shocked that I had a vacuum in my home as a guy. What? That that they what? they had never yeah, dated. Now there's a hot take. Yeah. Just like oh my like goodness, who would have this girl is dating men without vacuums. What dudes are using brooms so, and shit? So I think like all the time. Yeah. Got, so the, I've got three vacuums. So apparently the, I think we do the, too, actually. We, I, yeah, yeah that's like the handheld one. Too, I, that handheld one. Right. Exactly. Slaps. You gotta have one at least. Yeah. So I think the reasoning I was told is why would you have a vacuum? Like you just have like a broom and like a, the dustpan, I guess. Like, why the hell would I do that? I have no idea. Like it's, it, it almost was like, I, I really didn't understand. It was one of those things where it was like, hey, I just think you're wrong here. I think most guys actually do have vacuums, like whether they use them, whether they're maintained, whether they're the right. Next probably, poll, obviously. Probably, yeah, this is a good poll question. But yeah, so maybe in hindsight, I shouldn't really care about that pretzel comment too much. But yeah. Uh, yeah, they're losing don't credibility bring it up fast. Ever again. Don't bring comment. this story up again. <laughs> okay. I mean, was it, was it that bad? Yeah. Really? I like the vacuum story more. Oh, the pretzel. I mean, well, I was just saying, like, I was told <laughs> it was just like the widest city you could ever order. You know, I don't know. I just want to hear your take on I'm it. I'm just giving you shit, dude. It's okay. Thanks. Thanks for being All right. right. We'll add in the pretzel for a poll and the vacuum. We'll get some answers. I love it. You're really giving us some next level uh, takeaways here. <laughs> but so what's so interesting about like the whole Uber coming in and you know partnering with taxis is um, it's something I was talking about with someone recently where it's similar to Airbnbs and hotels. So Uber came in, undercut the market a lot cheaper, 
Um, but in more recent years, especially whenever I've traveled up north to Philly or New York, um, there'd be a lot of instances where I'd actually take a taxi over an Uber, um, especially at the recommendation from someone who lived there that'd say, actually, take the taxi, man. It's going to be cheaper to take it from you know the airport to my house. So now seeing that the prices are sort of equalizing here is really interesting because there's something like that with Airbnbs and hotels where hotels were super expensive and then Airbnbs were super cheap. Now, Airbnbs can be kind of pricey and hotels have become a lot cheaper, but it's now more of an experiential thing. So, yeah, that's absolutely the case. In in recent trips that I've been looking at and booking, hotels are way cheaper than Airbnbs, particularly when it comes to the cleaning fees. Yeah, they're getting wild with that. The cleaning fees are really where you can just kind of either... You know, buffer your pay and then just get more there. You you would know this. You you you've been an Airbnb host before, right? I've been a super host. A, a super host. Three so years in a row. So, so tell us about these cleaning <laughs> fees. These cleaning fees are they just whatever you want them to so, be? So as a host, they are literally whatever you want them to be. Damn. But they are per stay. So if you're getting a lot of short term guests, you can make killer money on cleaning fees. Oh, I see. So right? it's a one-time And if you have a long term stay, sense. that's yeah. it's a one-time charge meant to, you know, cover obviously the the clean in between. <laughs> but I think I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but I like that. The clean in between. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's not showing up to the person booking your their stay until they're going to check out. Yes. Which I think just means Snaky. they're gonna click. You could have like a pretty low per night cost, someone clicks, they're like bought in. And then as they're checking out, they see cleaning fee. They need to have better transparency there. So I will say it's gotten a little bit better uh, over the past couple of years, but it's still... Oh, that's right. Yeah. So the way it used to be was how you just said, where let's just say you're looking up like, you know, whatever Airbnbs in whatever city... And you see it says 200 a night. And you're like, great, that's not cheaper, whatever. I click on that, look at, go into the checkout. It's like, all right, 200 a night, four nights, 800 total. I'll split this with whoever. Great. Checkout, that's where you see the cleaning fee of $200. And you're like, what the hell, right? But now when you click into each Airbnb, it'll show you the cleaning fee, then the estimated total, which is pretty much the total, like actually and honestly, when you're looking at it. So actually just uh, earlier this week, uh, we're, we're... so Nof is I and a few of our friends here, we're doing a little boys trip up to, you know, where everyone goes for Memorial Day Ooh. to celebrate the American holiday, uh, Montreal, Canada. Players so, only. That's right. <laughs> real, play, real American players only. We're going to Montreal. So I was All tasked right. with uh, finding some Airbnbs. Nof and I are looking through them. And there are ones that were like $100 more per night, but the overall trip cost was like 300 less because of those cleaning fees that they add in. Crazy. So you can't even look at the per night almost. Like I had to open up a bunch of tabs and have it, you know, looking at them and saying, okay, this is what the overall total is for our trip. And then I divide and then that do the by, math. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's, yeah, you, you never can look at the per night. Like you can use that as a baseline is like, okay, this is going to be like stupid expensive or you, you just really pull it up. But, but I think for when it comes to taxis though, that's where Uber came about. That's also where Airbnb came about. Originally, hotels and taxis were super expensive. They were trending up. Uh, and then these two ga- things came in and they disrupted the industry. And that's often what happens with a new popular brand. They disrupt it. They find a way to either cut out a middleman, have it be more efficient, 
have it be focused on the end users and the consumers. And they did that very effectively. But just like you said, Office, it's it's almost like the power has shifted where they the main taxis and hotels have figured out ways, okay, we've cut our costs in these areas. We can now they the prices have inflated so much with those disruptors that we can now go a little bit lower, still make our profit and be appealing. Yeah, the pendulum swings both ways. I, I, except, I guess, when it comes to this Uber thing, because now that there's this coalition between them both and the price is the yes. same, um, I wonder what happens to prices if they kind of stay around the same or if they're going to start bumping them up because they're on the same team. The prices have gone up. Well, everything, yeah. Yeah, so much. Yeah, and I think this too, this is first starting in the literal NYC, so literally the city. So obviously that's still a huge area. So there's about 80,000 or so Ubers that are like specific to NYC right now. And this will just add only 14,000 cabs. So I think because of how popular Ubers become over the years, probably the the fleet of cabs relative to the population the year that we're in is a little bit lower than you would expect, like in terms of comparing between the two. But it's not like they're adding uh, like a load of cabs to Uber. So I think the cabs are more benefiting from this than Uber. So they just want to essentially get a little bit more people I, using it again. I wonder. I if, don't know about that. Really? Yeah, I was thinking the same they thing. Need, go, go yeah, ahead. because they, they're so short on drivers. Uber Ooh, is. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, everyone's short on drivers right now. But if the taxis are, they still have their workforce that's kind of just, you know, completely full time with them. That's a really good point. I'm probably wrong there. Yeah. Uber is probably needs more drivers and maybe they were the ones that kind of gave pull a little bit to the, to the taxi companies, but they do have a goal by 2025 to have every taxi in the world on the app. Um, oh, wow. Like ta- I, I major taxi company, you know, not just like yeah. the smaller ones. I mean, that's why not good goal. Get yeah. after it. Uber. Yeah. <laughs> But what, what do you guys think about this? Like, do you think that's so in general, I don't love it. I, I like when there's competition because then it provides yeah. uh, more of a benefit to the consumer overall. Someone's going to someone's going to have the edge. But when the lines become blurred like this, then we start losing our power. It feels like all of the ability to actually set the price is being monopolized um, by one company or another. So, I mean, I don't know, like I like the way at least right now with the way hotels and Airbnbs are like, there's a price differentiation, but it's based on experience and it makes it easier to choose that way. You can say, Hey, I'm not looking for a homey experience and I'm trying to get the cheapest hotel. Cool. You can get that if you're trying to spend it more outside of the hotel where, um, with a taxi and an Uber, they feel relatively the same. The only plus side I could see of maybe putting this all together is maybe there's better security, but I don't know if this is that positive uh, in terms of price, but probably availability for getting a car. I don't know. I don't know how big of a problem I think it is. you're right off that like Airbnb, uh, Uber, platforms like that, they offer more options, which is really nice. Like you have more variety, but I do worry about the workers. Like they're not going to probably have as many benefits and have as much collective power because there's just not the same structure that there is in other models. But I don't, but like, so if we're talking about the taxi drivers, though, I mean, they're probably still within the taxi company, right? 
who knows? Yeah, yeah I wonder so, how they're, yeah. yeah. They're just, it's almost just an integration of the services where they're going to leverage the mm-hmm. fleet. It's not like they absorb the fleet. So, but if you were, you were mentioning too, like if more of these things happen and I true. think you're right, yeah. I think they probably will. Yeah, I could see this. So another place where this is starting to happen too, is even on like Uber Eats and like DoorDash where they're integrating reservations from restaurants mm. into Uber Eats, which really is not the point of Uber Eats. But <laughs> yeah, that's at all, right? It's like anything it's, to make reservations easier. I'll take it. Well, yeah, but reservations for most places are easy though, right? Yeah, they're like, not too as bad. Long as, open as long table. as they partner like with Yelp, Open Table, whatever, it's it shouldn't be hard. But but with Uber Eats doing that though, I think that's just an example where they're blurring the lines between core differences within an industry or a product or a type of service putting it in one app and making it user and in a way making almost like the one-stop shop is Uber Eats or DoorDash. Hey, I need to make a reservation. Let me open up Uber Eats because I've actually seen this. I think it was actually DoorDash though, where they said, if I made a reservation um, within 10 days, then also did a DoorDash order. Like I would get like some type of like, I would get 10 or $15 in credit or something like that. It's like they're trying to entice people just to use it, just to get the data, you know, so they can build everything, obviously push people to, to actually go to reservations too. But yeah, it's, it makes sense why they're integrating everything. But I, I agree with you, novice. It does, maybe not the Uber Eats example, but when we're talking about Airbnb, hotels, Ubers, and taxi drivers, it does create less of a competition, which is really what started these companies to begin with. Yeah. So, so what are you going to do about it, Duff? Um, uh, well, I'll tell you what. Um, there's another trip that I was planning and I uh, went on Priceline. And uh, apparently they've got this sort of option where they show you three really cheap hotels that are all really nice. Um, but you're not allowed to pick them. You basically um, say that you want one of the three and it sort of does a roulette and then picks one for you. Ooh. And... Um, it actually turned out pretty well and it was like super cheap. It was like barely a hundred dollars a night for like um, a really nice hotel. Yeah. In like a really good spot in like Nashville. Oh, Nashville. Oh, Tennessee. A little honky tonk. A little, right. little honky tonk. Okay. Okay. That's so that's interesting. But why, why, why would they not just pick like the worst of the nice hotels each time? Like they have to know the answer they're going to give you. Like, well, I wonder because some of it must it be last of minute three. cancellations, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, how, I mean, how far is... in advance were you able to do this? Um, I, I, that's actually a great question. This is about like two months out. Oh, that's, that's oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Interesting. That's pretty far in advance. Interesting. Well, I have a solution for the opposite, not far in advance. I mean, you can do it a little bit in advance, but <laughs> I'm a big fan of the app Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight, much like the name implies. Sounds risque. If you need a hotel tonight, it, it kind of does in, in hindsight, but it, it's not. <laughs> it's um, it. This is more for like the cancellations or the no-shows or something like you were saying, where it really, it, it has oh. a really nice interface, the app. But you say, hey, this is where I want to go. These are the dates. And it's really cheap. Of course, if you do it that night, but if it's within a couple days or so, within a week, like that's really the sweet spot. And they have all very nice hotels. They have really good, um, honestly, reviews too, because hotel reviews, like you got to go on like TripAdvisor, Hotels.com. It's, you know, Google, like there's a lot of different sources from it. They sum it up in a way that I feel like is digestible and just meaningful. 
in the app. And then the prices are just really good. Um, that sounds actually really cool. Um, there's only been a few circumstances that I've ever been interested in doing, like like needing a place to stay in the middle of the night. Um, I think one time I like had gotten tickets to a music festival and me and my friend yeah. just drove up to like Tampa for sunset and we had no place to stay. We had nothing planned out aside from we have tickets, we're driving up there and then we're going to figure out everything else as we go. Uh, thankfully, we ran into friends and had lodging, but there was a moment we were uh, considering just like going to a 24-hour Walmart and uh, sleeping in the bedding section. That's absurd. Oh, I thought you were going to say the parking lot. Yeah, I thought the parking lot too. <laughs> well, I guess you didn't have a car. Oh, no, we had a car. Oh, well, yeah. that, that makes no sense at all. Hey, I mean, that's, it really yeah. wasn't thought out well, as <laughs> no, you can actually, see. I'm glad you didn't do that. But no, <laughs> Hotel Tonight is good for like a last minute trip or if like you're like, hey, you know what? I'm not doing much this week. Maybe like a little staycation or like an hour drive away or something like that. Like, yeah, highly recommend Love that it. to people. Hotel Tonight. Yeah, give, give it a try. It's not only risque, I promise. <laughs> just your VR activities are. Um, we just did a Publix giveaway. You know, we have our uh, winner DVARs, uh, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, uh, but we have a different giveaway this time around uh, for the first five <laughs> individuals that give us a five star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts this week. We'll get a very risque photo of me, uh, of your choosing. Um, wow. so we will need some proof that needs to be submitted. Uh, you know, maybe a screen capture of you submitting said review, uh, or putting that review on Spotify. So, uh, I expect some submissions this week and you could submit those either at not to be technical on, uh, Instagram, uh, even TikTok. Why not at not to be technical as well? Yeah, we there. get DMs there. And, uh, of course we're, we're out here for the Twitter fam at not to be tech. Can am I eligible to enter? Um, I don't think so. I think you've uh, you know you've done your duties here as a host. Um, but well, I've already submitted reviews uh, at the um, I am Canada. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, for everyone else, uh, it is fair game if you've never done this. I'm sorry for uh, the listeners uh, yeah. who have been loyal and have done this as well. But you uh, can always just you know maybe ask a parent, a relative, or anyone random. You know. Uh, you have to do the review and then screenshot it too. That works. Just saying, you can you, can, you can make share it the happen. risque photo with them also. Yeah, fruits of their labor. And otherwise, uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.